Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Jeez, you, yeah, you, you were putting the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> no, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really? yeah. my face. <laughs> the phone's going to be off the hook. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Dave Lenehan. Alright, today's guest uh, is quite a cheaper, a hard worker, someone who has uh, changed careers midlife, um, a farmer to carer, some would say. He's a gentle, he's gentle nature with a, a massive heart and would do anything for anyone. He's currently a, an associate nurse unit manager, better known as a, let's say a num. Oh, yep. I always mess that up. <laughs> Welcome, David. Is it it's Lahine or Lahane? Well, I've always fucked that up for a long <laughs> yeah. time. So it Lenahan. depends how you say it, but right. that's how I say it. <laughs> when I talk to people, I always say Dave Lahane. <laughs> nah. Lenahan. No, because there's two oh. E's in there. There's L E N E. Lena Lena Okay. Len right. E Han. Let, it's Lenny Hand. Yeah. Right, we'll run with that. All right, now today, I wanted to get you on, David, because um, obviously the last couple of years in the nursing sector have been pretty full on. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably just get to know you a bit more, because I, I know a bit about your life, but not not everything going on. So yeah. let's go back to the start. Let's, um, born where? Colac. Colac, yeah. Yeah, Colac. born in Colac, but at the time we were living at Wirrite, just out of Camperdown. So okay. Dad yep. had a dairy farm there, mm-hmm. so I was number two of six kids. That's a bit going on there for mum and dad. Oh, yeah, but for dad it was fine because he was one of fifteen. Oh my god, one <laughs> yeah. of fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> we were small. <laughs> Fucking hell! How what, like are they doing one a year there, or what's going on there? Oh, must have been. Yeah. Yeah, right. I remember Pop telling me one time that Granny just wouldn't leave him alone. Yeah, it had to have been. Jeez, <laughs> wasn't, I'd, I'd wasn't love his to see fault. the space yeah. I want to know what the space yard is for that. Yeah, it was reasonably quick. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but Dad's in the middle. I couldn't even comprehend yeah. that. Look so at the oldest must be nearly 90 now. Fuck me. But, uh, yeah, so I think there was actually 16 kids born. One didn't make it to adults. Yeah. And of the 15 that did, only three have died since. They're all still kicking. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, so, 15. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, and... Um, I thought the dairy farm was out at Skipton. No, no, that was a lot later. That was me working out there. Yeah, right. Mum and Dad are still in Colac. Still there. Yeah, so 1980, we moved from uh, to just out of Colac, yep. from Wirrite, mm-hmm. uh, just south at Larpent, to a farm there. Yep. Because originally Dad worked with his brothers and his dad, and then in 1980, he brought his own farm. With, so With cows? Yeah, dairy, dairy farm there. Yeah. yeah, so... So you were out farms. every morning just milking, were you? Uh, often before school. Yeah. Go out and do stuff. Cool. Get home from school, do yep. stuff. Yeah, weekends, apart from when I was playing footy yep. for a couple of years, but that was only really because my younger brother was playing, so I went to. Mm-hmm. So I played for Piran Yalek. I don't think I know that now one. now Western Eagles down oh. in the Colacan District. Yep. Yeah, so I played there for a couple of years. Um, and then... I left school end of year 11 mm-hmm. and started a farm apprenticeship with Dad. So I did that for three years. Dairy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what was your biggest learning curve out of that? Was there something really working like... Working with Dad. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, you're young and you come out and you've got all these new ideas that you're learning and you take mm-hmm. them home and you expect Dad to take in everything you say. Yep. And it was sort of a bit of a rude shock sometimes when he just say, no. Nah, not yep. doing that. Yeah, yeah. that's so, fair though. But you understand that more as you get older mm-hmm. because 
like there's a few things there you know you would have said to me at the time and I thought oh, you're just insulting me and at the, and then when you get older you think actually that's pretty good advice yep so uh, and he'd also worked for his dad until 1980 yep so he always had someone telling you know advising him or you know he'd have to do what was done with the group because he had a couple of brothers had farms and that as well and they all worked together mm-hmm. and in 1980 it was his farm so it was like me come leaving school and just being you know the new kid on the block you know i want to do this yes he was still in that himself because it was his own farm he'd only just got full control of his own farm anyway how old was he then uh what 40s yeah might have been yeah yeah so what i was 17 he was yeah uh, uh, mid 40s yeah yeah so um still doing it today no, he's living in town now. He's been off the farm for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and don't there's don't own a farm anymore. Sold it. Yeah, later. Yeah. Are yeah. They still uh, is it still a dairy farm like as is now or not? Where we were, he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, where the original farm where we brought where Dad brought it, Colac. Um, one of my cousins actually brought it off him, mm. and he's running it. Okay. Yeah. So it's still in the in the family, but yeah. Uh, we just have no nothing to do with it, and then he moved north of Colac, and then that got sold. Yeah. So, but I've still got two brothers that are dairy farmers, just not their own farms. Is it like back when you were doing it? Was that the the tin can? Your 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 uh, squeezing the teat and bringing it out? Is that they call it teat? No, I'm not sure. that old. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know how far back it goes. Like are we talking machine no, based? Yeah, we had a herringbone, so which is a. Uh, yeah, we had a pit in the middle and 10 cows would walk down each side. And yep. then, yeah, so... You just connect the machines up to Put them. the machines on the teats. Yeah, it was all gotcha. all done that. Yep. Uh, eventually on the, the the last farm we had, they had a rotary. So they'd put in on a big circle and they'd turn. Right. So you'd just stand still and the cows would come to you. Yep. Yeah. Huh. And was it... What do they call... I don't even know. You can explain this to be better. Like when they say pasteurised and unpasteurised, is it pasteurised? Pasteurised milk is milk that's been heated to a certain temperature to kill all bugs, good and bad. Right. And then so unpasteurised, the stuff that's 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 illegal, is it? You're not allowed to have unpasteurised unless it's from your own cow providing for for you yourself. Right. You can't sell it. Why is that? Because it's dangerous. Because, yeah, they decided back in the 50s, I think it was, when there was less refrigeration and things like that, by being it pasteurised, they weren't causing food poisoning and all that sort of stuff. Right. Like that. And those laws still go straight through. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I grew up on unpasteurised milk okay. because we just got it straight from the cow, straight to the house. Yep. Um, there's something definitely in it. My When I was, when I eventually was out at Skipton later, um, I had a house cow there. Yeah on the farm I milk hand milked her every day <laughs> yep but yeah. my son used to break out in rashes from that no used to break ever since he was a baby mm. when we got the cow and he started drinking unpasteurised milk yep. the rash would disappear oh you're a conspiracy theorist aren't you Not but joking. then <laughs> when you drive the cow off because you've got to give her two months break every year before she calves again yep you'd buy milk store-bought milk in those two months and his rash had come back right is it does it taste different oh much better really yeah yeah because 
the milk that you get in the store has all been I was going to say watered down but not really but they take the fat out of it so it's got to be at a certain level of fat content gotcha. whereas when you're getting it straight from the cow it's whatever the cow's producing and it can go I think it's around 3% for the milk you buy Yep. but we had a Jersey cross cow and so she was probably up 5-6% butter fat Everyone so it's, it's yeah and you get a lot more cream on it and yeah and it's everything they say is bad for you but it's not it's yeah, good it's bring me in a jar sometimes <laughs> I don't have a cow anymore <laughs> I live in the centre of town <laughs> um, so you move out to Skipton when you were how old? I left dairy farming with dad. I left at the end of my apprenticeship because I decided I was going to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel we were going to keep working together well. Yep. You know, I was young. I was stupid, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was also engaged to get married mm-hmm. at the time. So I got a job on a sheep property at Lismore. Mm-hmm. So not far from Skipton, but, and started working with sheep. Had no idea what I was doing. I'd only ever worked with cows. The only sheep we had, we'd buy a few in, hang them up, put them in the freezer. As in like to, for your own meat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they'd only be there for a week or two weeks and they'd be gone again. So, mm-hmm. but I started working on a merino property where it was all wool production. Yep. And so that was 18 months there, pretty heavy learning curve there and then I actually moved to New South Wales after that. Oh. I spent six years at a little place called Wanda Badgery in between Wagga Wagga and Gundagai. So <laughs> Some heavy names you're throwing out in ah, there. When, when you know how to <laughs> say them it's easy. Right on the Murrumbidgee River there's no another joke. one for you. Oh, the yep. Murrumbidgee River yep so it runs from Canberra all the way through Wagga out to Hay and then eventually into the Darling River then into the Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and um, so I worked up there for six years because both my I mean, kids were born in Wagga. Right. Yeah, Wagga Wagga. So, yeah, Wagga Wagga, yeah. Named it, named yeah. it twice. That's how good it yeah, is. Yeah, it's that good. It's like yeah. couscous. It's actually really nice up there, but a lot different to here. Yep. Warmer. Even my brother lived there for a little bit, actually. Yeah. yeah. He loved it. Yeah, lots of sun. Yep. Summertime, 33 degrees every day. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and it's dry heat. It's not humid. Yeah. It's coming, though, right? Give it some time. Yeah, we'll get there. Months, we'll get there. <laughs> um, global warming. We'll yeah, fix it. <laughs> Jeez, it was freaking cold, like, yesterday morning and that. I rode my push bike to work yesterday morning oh, at 6.30. Oh, my God. I think it was the coldest day in four years, they said. Oh, right. Or coldest morning, maybe? Yeah. Oh. After you ride up that hill there at the SMB, you're not cold. Well, Dana Hill? Dana Hill Street? No, the other, um, Grand Street. Grand Street. Up past the SMB there. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you're not cold after you're right after that. that. Yeah, just, yeah. just the fingers. So, so, yeah, six years up there, and then moved from there to Skipton. So, that was 1995. Mm-hmm. Moved there, got a job there, but the part of the reason up in uh, Wagga was I was on a sheep and cattle property. Mm-hmm. So, I had something I knew what I t- could deal with, but learnt a lot up there about sheep um, used to help with the wool classing and the sheep classing and things like that so started a wool classes course Mm -hmm. but didn't finish it because then I moved to Skipton okay so um, did a online farm management course while I was there as well because I had apart from the apprenticeship there was no other real formal training and the apprenticeship back then was just you rocked up for a day you talked about stuff and you went home again yeah yeah, it wasn't all that intense. So moved back with the family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
went back to there. So originally Lismore, I was a station hand, which is bottom rung. Yep. I think first I was there 18 months and I was earning about 19 grand a year. So yeah. And what year that was that though? 95? Less. Uh, 90. No, that was late 80s, 89, 88, 89. That was considered okay then though, wasn't it? Or no? It was just going right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You worked your guts out and <laughs> that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved up to uh, sort of upper rung when I got to Wagga because uh, I had a few jackaroos working under me. And then when I came to Skipton, I was a livestock manager. Yep. So, but that was 16,000 acre property. So oh wow! Big, okay. massive. Yeah, is uh, lease that land or how's that work? No, they, I never owned it. I just worked. Was oh, paid, I didn't use, okay, I was paid a wage. Yeah, gotcha. I've never owned land. Yeah, I've always been paid a wage. Yep. But part of that wage is a house on the property to live in. Cool. So on each farm now that I worked on after I left Dad's, I yeah. was supplied with a house. So when I say nineteen grand, we also had a house to yeah, live in. Yeah, rent free. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes a fair difference. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, so you're not trying to pay rent and things like that. Mm. So we did that. But yeah, then did came back to Skipton, did assist, uh, livestock manager there. So we, when I first got there, there was like 45,000 sheep on the property or something like that. My God. It was mainly a wool. Huge. Yeah, there was about 100 cows. Yep. But it was, the thing was merino production. The owners had a um, wool brokering business. So mm-hmm. they were big into fine wools. Yeah, so um, worked there for 10 years under the same manager. So, and then he left and we had uh, new owners came in. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he left, I sort of sort of put my hand up and said, I'd like to have a go at doing the, the day-to-day managing because they had accountants and that that did all the real money stuff. So I started that and did that for another eight years. Wow, so 18 yeah. years. Yeah, 18 years on the one property. Jesus. Mm. That brings you to how old then? Your oh, 40s. Yep. 43, I think, when I left there. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. That Why'd was... you leave? Actually, I got burnt out. Oh, okay. Yeah. The house got burned out? No, I got burned out. Oh, mentally. Right, mentally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of stress when you've got, you know, th- four or five people working under you. Um, big property like that. There was, you know, we had a few few things went wrong. Yeah. Um, marriage broke down 12 months before I left as well. Yep. So, you know, just all of that. And I just got to a point where I said, I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. It had been something in the back of my mind for quite a while that I don't want to just be a farmer. Mm-hmm. But I sort of fell into farming because as a kid, it was I was the eldest son. It, was, it felt like an expectation, even though it wasn't. You put these own Things in your head, expectations yeah. in your own head. Yep. So it always felt like an expectation. I was the one to come home, start working on the farm with Dad, be the farmer. Oh, so you always had the expectation you were going to go home? At points yeah yeah at one point i looked at um leasing a dairy farm mm-hmm. um it fell through because of finance and things like that but we were you know really close to to doing that um that was before i left wagga i think it was mm-hmm. I even looked at a farm and everything that came up for lease and yeah had all the money 
we thought sorted out and then they decided bank said no nope, nope. last minute and then there was a few other options but it all fell through okay so but yeah so i felt like i needed to do something and um i was talking to some friends at the time when i was you know looking at leaving the farm and well actually before i left the farm i'd applied to join the police force Fuck, you have just, yeah, your head goes everywhere, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd actually, I was seriously going to leave and join the police force. Yep. I did the, all the testing. I had to do the spelling test twice, but, you know. Are you not a good speller? Well, I got, a, I was one short. Why do you mean one short? One word? You had, yeah, one word. Fuck, I suck. What type of words are we doing here? So I suck at spelling. They give you a huge list of like 300, 400 words. And we're we talking like stupid words or like... Oh, uh, yeah, but a lot of tricky ones. And then yeah. when you're in the test, it's a voice on a recording that's saying the words. And there was one... <laughs> like a Siri voice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was one word, I remember it, and I can't remember what the word was, but... You couldn't actually understand what it was, so I Weather. guessed it. Yeah, I Weather. just guessed what it was and got it wrong, and that would have been the one word that I would have passed. Right. So, and then I was got up to doing all the medical checks, but I never actually went through it because I thought uh, I don't actually want to carry a gun. Mm. Is pretty much what it came down to because it was I want to work with people, I want to help people, mm-hmm. but I don't actually want to carry a gun. And so that's and when you went into the disability. Right. Yep. Yeah, because a friend said to me, you'd make a great disability worker. Yep. And I thought, I don't even know what to do. Yep. So I went at had an interview to get into do a cert four in disability, mm-hmm. um, thinking it would be about two months down the track, or three months before they start the course is what I'd been told. I did the interview. Um, I got a call back a week later to say or less than a week later two days later say course starts on Monday cool yeah. straight in oh, so you had to I was still working full still time working on the farm oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I was still working full time there um, still running it so I organised a meeting with the owner and he knew I'd applied for the police force because they'd done a reference check through him mm-hmm. and he goes you know tell me you know he sort of thought he knew what was coming I go well yeah I want to leave but it's not what you think yeah um, it's not so yeah but the course was two days a week okay. so I called up the um, person that looked after all the holidays and things like that and I go what time have I got available for myself and I had a huge amount of holidays available of annual leave mm-hmm. so we came up with a deal where I took two days a week annual leave yep that were the two days of the course perfect and I worked the rest of the time yeah, great. So, cause, and it was over six months. So in that six months, they then hired someone to replace me. Mm-hmm. He started before I left. So I was still doing a couple of days a week when he started. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a jackaroo that I'd worked with and trained years earlier. Oh, wow. So did, he, you know, did you recommend him or he just turned up? He turned up and applied and I sort of, yeah, mm. perfect. Great. Works really well. Yep. So he still lives in the area around... Ballarat so um, and then yeah did the course did placement Pinark here in Ballarat what's called Pinark Pinark yeah so it's a day program for disability support is that like the NDIS stuff and uh, this was going before that but they provide a service where people with disability come in at uh, nine o'clock in the morning and stay till three 
and we provide care for them during and the day. take them around and do different things? Sometimes a lot of them, when I first started there, were sort of high needs, special needs ones, so we never went far, but it was all done there. So it's care, and it was mainly for ones that were living at home, mm-hmm. not in supported living. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they'd come in for the day and then their parents could go and do stuff and things like that, or their carers have you know, free time. So do that. So I did a, a placement there as part of the course. Got offered the job before I finished the placement. Right. Um, and then I had a school holidays, I think, was on before I started because I didn't start till July. And so I volunteered out at the special school farm. I've been there. And we yeah. did, uh, I can show a little video out there. We did, where they have like the pets and that. Yep. Is that the one? Yeah. 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 So they've got a few animals. So I volunteered there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd been out there and I just went out and said, look, here's my background. Yeah. <laughs> And now I've got my cert four. I'm just waiting to start the job. And Pinark was running a class out of there at the time. And it was um, uh, a course where they were learning life skills. So they had six or seven, I think, come out there every day from nine till three. And they were learning life skills. They were all, you know, 18 to 20 to 30 year olds. So they were doing reading and writing. They were doing cooking. Um, they had a, ca- a cafe out there, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there was a little one there and then they expanded and made the big one. Yep. Yeah, it was really good because the, the kids from the special school do yeah, all go, work go there, out and work there. Yeah. Even some did apprenticeships in baking and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, I got to meet this group when I was there and the person who was running it uh, when I was volunteering there. And she found out then that I was going to start working at the other um, spot but the same company so on my first day I rocked up thinking I was going to be in one of the rooms um, uh, which is over in Canadian there and the manager said I want you to go out to the special school farm and work with this group oh because this girl put a good word in or she'd requested that I come out because they used to come out and when I was volunteering I was weeding the orchard out there or something like that and so she brought the guys out just to, you know, get them outside, do a bit of work, you know, teach them, you know, what different plants and things like that. And it's all that sort of stuff where you just expose them to a lot of stuff of mm-hmm. work and things like that. So apparently she was just watching me, how I interacted with the, the ones that she had there and just put in the word and said, I want him. So pretty much from then on, I worked there on and off. But a couple of months in I became permanent in that area doing yep. the um, life skills teaching right and so that how long are you there for six years all up six years and then what yeah. made you go into the nursing background uh, originally while I was there I applied for a coordinators role um, I filled in and did it for a couple of months when the original coordinator was left while they were looking to hire someone else so that was matching clients to support workers mm-hmm. um, so you were talking to families and that about what sort of support worker they required to work with their child um, what activities they wanted to do and things like that so this was sort of after hours stuff um, if they've been into the nine to three program would then go you know or pick them up after school or something like that and go and do an activity with them like you know, taking 10 pin bowling go swimming mm-hmm. you know, sometimes just walk around the park um, 
and things like that to just get them out get them do stuff yep. things like that so I was coordinating doing the matching and timetable and things like that so I applied for the job and it was between two of us and I didn't get it okay. even though I was filling in doing it so that it pissed me off a bit why did you why did you reckon you didn't get it what was the the person who came from outside the company had more um, experience in the how the money side of that worked in disability with it was just pre NDIS okay. and it was all the government funding and things like that so they had more of that yep and I thought oh, fair enough yep you know, she lasted six months and Ow. I put the job up again I applied again and missed out again what the fuck and I thought oh you know not enough experience maybe you know higher education something like that because you know I'm yeah, you're just, not you're not I'm sleeping just, with the right people that's what <laughs> <they're> <laughs> joking, <laughs> joking <cut that>. <laughs> <laughs> so something like that mm. you, know, you can cut this bit too but it was sort of, I wasn't female oh really I'm not cutting that <laughs> <laughs> okay in what because as in you like, went up to the main office yeah and I think there was two males and 30 females right it really I mean, it is a female-dominated industry, industry though. Yep. But it really got the feeling that we don't want any boys coming in. Did you feel like it was more so because I suppose the stereotype around guys is we're probably not as caring? Oh, definitely. Part of that is yep. yeah. So, and you still see it now, even though I'm a nurse. It's sort of how many times I get called a doctor because boys don't do don't nursing. nursing. I actually looked up the stat last night. What do you think the stat is? Do you know? In Australia, oh, give me the, the ratio. I have no idea. I know on the ward I'm at the moment, it's, you know, there's only three guys work on the ward and there's probably 30, 40 females. It's 11%. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, it's obviously just a job that most guys just won't go into. Um, mm. But, it, like, obviously it goes both ways. Like, you see a lot of male-dominant things where... Yeah, that's right. It goes both ways. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... A lot jobs shouldn't be male or female. They should be personality almost. Yep. I agree. Really. Yep. Yeah. So so anyway, I'd missed out a couple of times and I thought, oh, I'm going to go to uni. I'm going to get a degree. I'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> At age what? What age is this? 47. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I applied out at Fed Uni and got into Bachelor of Arts to do psychology. Yep. Because I thought, oh, that'll work. Um, and I was only doing it part time, so instead of That's four, like a, isn't it like an eight, was a four year course? Is that? Oh no, I was. You're supposed to do four subjects mm. per semester. Yep. And I said I'll do part time. I'll just do two because I'm still working. So how long would that have taken you to finish it? Forever. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> sixteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then you know I did two psychology, and because I was bachelor of art, I could do a history, and I did a sociology, and I just okay was enjoying myself yeah. learning because yep. I love learning stuff mm-hmm. and it was sort of it was easy to do and I got to the end of the first 12 months and I'd done quite well because part of the reason too of doing the Bachelor of Arts was sort of I've only done year 11 at school I haven't done any formal study for a long time mm-hmm. um, did you hate it? Like, I loved hate it, it but you, you just said you loved it but like yeah. I mean the study side of things did you hate school though? no uh, okay. I hated being at school because I didn't have a lot of friends and I was sort of always pushed myself to the edge a little bit. Yep. You know, um, at school, I the only thing I I was okay. I used to get you know reasonable marks, 
Uh, I wasn't that. I was an average footy player, mm-hmm. um, but I was a really good runner. Okay. So I, I was doing athletics. Mm-hmm. So I used to travel from Colac to Geelong on a Saturday during the summer and compete. The boy can run. Yep, the boy can run. Yep. Not very far, but very fast. <laughs> 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 so um, where we get up to? Uh, yeah, yeah, so I end of the first 12 months, um, you know, I had the confidence that I could do something. Mm-hmm. So I swapped over to nursing. Awesome. So I had friends that had said, why don't you just do nursing? Stop stuffing around doing this. You know, you want to work with people? You'd, you'd be able to do it. Yep. So I transferred across to nursing um, full-time. Mm-hmm. So, But I was still working. But I was able... The first year, I actually did it all online. Okay. Because they offer that out there that you can do as a flexi student. So all I had to do was go in for one week, a semester, and do all the skills and that there. And the rest was all online. Yep. So still got to do all the essays and all the research and all that sort of stuff. But I did it at home. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I had a kitchen table set up in a lounge room, a laptop sitting up there. Suit up. And just, you know, I'd come home from work because I was only working nine till three as well. Gives you that little bit extra. Still out at the... Um, yeah, still with the... Um, Pinny Pinar. Pinar. That's yes, it, yeah, yep. with the ILS, so the Independent Living Skills yep. Program. Awesome. Um, I think by that time I was... We'd had another... We'd left the farm, special school farm. Mm-hmm. So we had one group at Pinark in Canadian. We had another group out at Bonshaw, um, where on the roundabout out there where the old used to be a restaurant. They Pinark brought that. Yep. So we had a group there. So I was running that site. A um, couple of days a week, I was working there, um, and yeah. So we had a, setting up a little cafe out there, which they were learning coffee. We had a veggie garden running. We were doing reading, writing, maths, and also doing a lot with teaching how to con- you know, deal with your emotions and things like that. So, you know, why you feel this way and things like that. So, yeah, it was pretty, you know, you had a lot of subjects to mm-hmm. cover. Definitely. Yeah. So, so let's go right into the, the nursing side of things then now. Yep. Um, explain the ANUM to me. So... Each ward has a NUM, which is a nurse unit manager. Right. So they're they're responsible for that ward. Yep. Um, where I work, we have thirty beds on a ward. Mm-hmm. So and how many wards? One, two, three, four, five, six. But then you've got emergency as well, covers so seven theatre. So yep. Um, there's a couple of wards are a bit smaller, just yep. depending. But that's changing. They're about to build a new one. Okay. Yep. yep. Like just one ward. So new ward, 30. new theatres, new ICU. Cool. Yeah. So it's going to take a couple of years. They've just started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the front of the hospital's all blocked off there now. Which is needed at the moment. Yeah. Like when we yeah, talk about. We have a lot of patients coming yeah, in now. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of surgeries. Definitely. Uh, because I like um, when you go to different um, hospitals at the moment. Obviously, some you choose to pay, some you choose. To like you can go in for free but um, even choosing to pay now it's still quite a wait like depending on where you go obviously but like it's which I don't think it ever was like that maybe going back a while I don't know yeah well you know because it's literally been 
was only the start of 2019 that I started as a nurse because mm-hmm. uh, by the time I did the three years at uni. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I turned 50. Mm-hmm. So I started there as a 50-year-old, I think it was. Wow. Yeah, cool, February third. <laughs> oh, you got a lot of dot. Okay, are you pretty? Are you big on that? On oh no, it's just it's the one I remember. Yeah, okay. I think it was yeah February third started. Um, so as a grad, mm-hmm. so you do a grad program, um, which was I did six months in orthopedic ward, yep, and then six months in the oncology ward, mm-hmm. uh, and then I've stayed. I'm still in the oncology ward. So. Is there a difference? What, what the difference between private and public? Was there a reason that you chose one or the other? I'd done placements at the private. Okay. And I, the placement I did there started my final year. So 2018, at the start of that year, I did on the oncology ward there mm-hmm. and just loved it. Okay. Didn't want to work anywhere else. Right. Up until then, any time anyone said to me, you're going to be a nurse, what area do you want to work in? Mm-hmm. No idea. Didn't care. Just wanted to get a job. Not a fucking midwife. Not a, can you, how does that all work? Can you be a midwife? I'd have to do another 12-month study to do that. Is there many many guys that do any mid, midwife? Not a lot. There is one or two around. Okay. But yeah, I don't know any personally. Yeah. But it is, that's even, you know, your percentage there would oh, be, that'd be low, but 0.5%, something hell, like I that, don't know. 0.1%. Most guys probably don't want to, you know, oh my goodness gracious yeah. me, it's a little bit full on. Well, yeah. someone said to me one day, did you ever want to be a midwife? And I go, well, I've got a lot of experience, it's just not with humans. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. They probably wouldn't like my technique. No fucking way. Um, yeah. So, so a, a num, uh, so the num runs a ward. Mm-hmm. The A num is the person in co- control of the ward or uh, running the ward when the A num's not there. So we're the next level down. Right. So, so there's always two. Normally two on though. Like there's normally like yeah num. The num will be in control. She normally does our one does um, morning shifts. Yep. So seven till three, and then in the afternoon shift and night shift there'll be an A num will be the person in charge right yeah how do you go with night shift stuff oh yeah we all there's an expectation that everyone should do their share yep yeah most people are really good everyone does everyone yeah most people do yeah i mean there's a few people with exceptions and things like that that you know because it doesn't work and the other thing you have to work around too is being a female dominant dominated parents yeah yeah parents they've got kids yeah, and really kids hard. get sick. Kids have things on family time, and so the poor person that does the roster, yeah, she, a, yeah. they'd be getting smoked, wouldn't they? Like oh, every every yeah. week, yeah. So and it's often changing, and that during the week, you know, you rock up today, and there's people who had to call in sick and things like that. But so it's just covering the shifts. Yep, there's plenty of staff. Yep, but um, it's just that maneuvering it around. So. Um, that there's always enough staff on, which we've always got enough. Yep. But the main thing there is we're getting the right skill mix mm-hmm. because oncology ward, we give chemo and things like that. So not everyone's trained in that. So it's just getting that mix that that can be difficult sometimes, but there's always enough nurses to look after the patients. Definitely. Yeah. How was COVID with, with everything like weird because i only had 12 months before it hit yeah i was gonna say 2019 or what 2020 yeah um so 
my nursing career so far has mainly been during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, apart from that first 12 months. And there's there's other grads there that have done after me that have never known anything but. Yeah. Which so, is just like a lot of that PPE, a lot of yep. um, protocols. For a long time, we didn't have it in our hospital. Yep. Yeah, that uh, was known like a clean and dirty or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's it, yeah. right. Yeah. So they, but it's just at the moment, there's too many. Mm. cases to go to one hospital yeah you can't do it yeah so but how's it worked though like so is it just like free for all now or is it like it's just like if you've got no, it you've got it if you've got it but you're still isolated in the wards or so there's still like certain a ward rooms for and things like that yeah yeah yep. there's still because you don't want it spreading among patients you don't want it spreading among visitors staff mm. as well so it's all contained there's yep. all protocols and that uh, which we all follow um, you know, special cleaning and everything all gets done. So, mm-hmm. um, still testing patients when they come in, testing uh, you know, visitors and that. That's why there's still restrictions. So they, still, they still do like all the rat tests and that. Yeah, they. You know, I don't think we're doing them as every visitor that comes in, but anyone with symptoms, you, know, you ask you questions and that. Do you have the cough? Do you yeah. fever and all that sort of stuff? But, um, and even there's still restrictions on visitors. Yep. Yeah, for a long time there was no visitors and that was really hard I think yeah, that was a hard part because you'd have patients in there for 10 to 20 days in hospital with no visitors yep. we were the only contact they had yeah. physical contact was the nursing staff so and was there no exceptions to that like if it's if for someone unless you're dying unless you're dying yeah, actively so. dying yeah yeah that was it yeah um, yeah and sometimes there, there was a few re- exceptions, but that was the main one. That's horrible. Yeah. So a lot of people would come in and, you know, you're receiving chemo, you feel crap. Yeah. Um, and you just want people around you, but you're sitting in a room by yourself. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. So we were their contact, so we were their emotional support as well. Yep. So it, um, it adds a bit on top. Do you take this home with you, like mentally? There's a couple ha- I have, but not not really, no, because the thing with nursing is you've always got someone coming in to take your spot. Yeah, of course. It's a 24-hour thing. There's always someone there to step up and keep going with what you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I've been, maybe if I was younger. Yeah. But it's that learning to, to separate the two. Yep. So, but even, you know, we all get our favourite patients. Yeah, of course you would. You'd have some favourites. <laughs> yeah. It'd be very, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd struggle. Same thing with like police force and that. I'd really struggle not to, like I've, I've got some good friends that are in police force and I just, some of the things you hear and I just think, like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, I don't understand how, like it's almost like, like almost become numb to it. Yeah. Like just very much like yeah. straight over the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't really want to get to this where I've got no feeling. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's a bit of a scary yeah. scary thought because yeah. you're around it all the time. But, yeah, it can be difficult. Definitely. Yeah, there are times where you, know, you you sort of, you know, you see the family and that and see how much they're suffering and things like that, and it, it does get to you. Definitely. Yeah, but yeah, you go to the gym. You go to the gym. <laughs> you go to the gym. Yeah. Go for a run. <laughs> running oh. is, yeah, running really clears the head. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah, we'll go back to the stereotype of of um, 
males in in the nursing industry how do you is there anything that are you just like whatever with that or is we're it, either doctors or we're gay okay <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you want stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how many little old ladies call me doctor. Mm. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, and even older, you know, 80 year old men. Yep. So you're a nurse. Doctor. <laughs> Dr. Rick Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, so, nurse. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're the stereotypes. Okay. Cool. But and you spat whatever. Doesn't matter. To you. Yeah. I, just you know as long as you're comfortable i don't care yeah, call me cool. whatever yeah yeah Mr. i know i know yeah, i know i'll have a name tag on they'll still call me the wrong name doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right i'm just here to help you <laughs> what about cultures in workplaces like this because i've trained a fair few nurses over the years and it just seems like there's i don't want to say always issues but like it just seems like it's a, like a, a pretty rough place to work culturally can be depending yep. on the like the culture is more a microculture on a ward yep. rather than a whole hospital like the macro yeah yeah so there's that old i remember reading stuff about that old culture where the older nurses would terrorize the younger ones mm-hmm. and things like that but personally i haven't found yep. that mm-hmm. um i think a lot of that's gone it's a lot of the you know many years ago Yep. Whereas now it's sort of, we really need the younger nurses to keep coming through. Mm. So we have to look after them. 100%. So that's uh, that's where we're looking at now. Mm-hmm. Um, and being an ANUM, I'm sort of part of the leadership group now. And that's what I, you know, my philosophy there is that we need to keep them younger nurses coming, keep them trained, keep them coming up. Yep. Because um, it is a hard job, mm. uh, and not only physically it can be hard, but mentally. Yep. So you've got to keep them coming along and keep them you know, looking forward as well. Is so there many many coming through, or is it? Oh yeah, there yeah, is. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I think f- there's just numbers I've heard coming through Fed Uni. Okay. It's one of their biggest courses they do. Wow. Is nursing. Yeah, ACU, because we're actually aligned with ACU a little bit, so we have a lot of their students as well coming through. So there's plenty coming through. Mm -hmm. It's just making sure they're well-trained and they're enjoying their job and they find their niche. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's helping them find it too. How do you go with, um, so with, say, trainees? Mm -hmm. This is going to sound horrible. Not horrible, but like, so when... When um, we had a kid five months ago, Tara and I, we had a trainee maybe trying to put like, um, what do they call it, like GB positive or whatever. So they might give you antibiotics maybe yeah, beforehand yeah. or something like that. And it's a high stress moment. You know, people like it's, you know, it just got, people, someone's in agony, Tara's in agony I should say. Yeah. And um, the trainee nurse just kept missing missing life oh, trying to put a cannula in were they yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just miss 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 yeah. miss and changing things and changing and it could have gone on for like I don't know it's obviously a long time when I'm in that situation but yeah 20 to 40 minutes I reckon like oh, right. it felt like forever that does sound like a long time yeah. and then because I was like I got to a point where I just felt like saying like I didn't want to be rude but I was just like okay like 
can we bench this like can we bench yeah. this girl for the just for now and just like do you have many issues with um someone coming through i understand that they've got to have it's like same thing with like a haircut for example you yeah. have to start a trainee no one wants to get a really bad haircut no but then they've right. got to learn somehow yeah that's right and we do a lot of training in that even after we start like your grad year is where you do a lot more on the job training rather than mm-hmm post uni sort of stuff so there's a lot of skills in that we do there and we all have to go through that and train it but for me I I like to remember I was a student yeah. so I remember what it was like and you're packing yourself oh, it'd be, it'd be horrible and that's yeah. what that's what I mean I don't want to be mean yeah but, but I'm just like at the same that's time the person who there should have been someone there yep that's it right this has gone too long because there's always that difference between harm and care Yep. And, you know, just sounds like that went too long. That there should have been someone there to step in and say, felt like it went too long. Like it is. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I had to, I'm still don't always get a cannula in. Yeah. You know, there are sometimes you just can't do it. And you have good days, you have bad days. And Mm -hmm. I think the thing there is being strong enough to say, it's not happening today. Yep. I'll go and get someone else. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's, and then you, encourage that sometimes failure is not failure yeah the ability not to do something is not failure the the inability to get help or to get someone to come and do it is the failure not the fact that you couldn't actually do the task yep yeah and Mm. so that's yeah that's one of the things i'm sort of if you have say two goes you've missed get someone else get in quick get on the third go that way yep. you know something like that but yeah it's the inability to ask for help is more of a failure than the inability to do the task yeah cool like yeah. um give me well i don't know if you can do this but do you have any really cool stories i don't know about cool stories or <laughs> bad stories or without naming names or anything obviously. yeah because it's sort of confidentiality yeah. and things like that yeah maybe hear stories you hear stories here give me hear some stories, stories of, that you hear of yeah vaguely. you know you sometimes hear stories of people coming in with things inserted where they shouldn't oh be. yeah you gotta hit me with some of these because i've heard of these too uh, uh, i accidentally to like I, someone told me that they had like so fell in the shower and it just slipped in yeah, yeah. I accidentally fell on something. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Nobody accidentally falls on, you know, Any, yeah, you know yeah. water bottles or shampoo bottles <laughs> or uh, vegetables <laughs> or... <laughs> Holy shit. Surely, so, I can't imagine what was going through the head when this goes down because I think, mm, fuck, I'm going to have to yeah, go to the hospital. Yeah, there's all these sort of stories and... How often does it yeah. happen? Well, because I don't work in ED, I'm yeah. not really sure, so I only hear stories. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you've got to be down there for all the juicy bits. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, you hear stories and you're sort of, oh, really? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, but, yeah, so, but, yeah, like, because where I work, most of it's not, you know, random stuff. Yep. Yeah. Do you wish you could go more into ED where it's a bit more like... no. No, no, too much going no, on. No, I actually like, for me, it's about getting to know your patients, getting mm-hmm. to, you know, and working with them through their stay and things like that. It's it's a bit ED and a few places, a bit too much in-out, don't get to, you know. Fast phase, yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. I'm, I just do better. Yeah. Uh, just taking more. More better just yep. talking and caring for people. 
definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's just, I, you know, it just it's a niche that just feels right. Yep. So, and I'm not sure why, but because originally when I started training, I thought I was going to do mental health nursing. Do they do that sort of stuff there, or yeah, yeah? Okay. yeah there's there's a BHS has a uh, mental health unit. What's BHS? Ballarat Health Services. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Should know that. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, there's plenty of places around where you can just do mental health nursing. Yeah. Um, Hard field. Yeah. You, like, I think, like, like, I like to be around people that are always upbeat, up and about. Yeah. I'm okay with being, like, slight down. Yeah. You know, just to help somebody through some things. If that was your job every single day, whew, yeah, don't yeah. know. But we still do it on, in oncology because there's a lot of bad days. Yeah, it's true too. But it, you learn a lot about yourself. Well, do you, I really, suppose you, when you're, do you you're feel, dealing with that. Um, what's the word? Do you feel uh, not privileged? What, what am I looking for here, David? Do you feel... Um, Sometimes it is a, a real privilege to watch and look after people in those times. More so that, like, um, you're just... Oh, fucking hell. No, continue on because I can't yeah, remember the word. Because often it's about watching them and how they deal with it. Mm-hmm. And you, you consider how you would deal with it yourself. Yep. And yeah, so you you sort of you can learn a bit about yourself yep. by watching and looking after them. Okay. Yeah. So and then there's other times where it's just total mess. Yeah. But <laughs> rough. Do you ever cry at work? Once. Once. Okay. So far. So far. <laughs> it will okay. happen. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was actually no. There was twice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, one time was. I looked at a list and there was someone that I knew close was yep. coming into the ward. Yeah. So that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And another time there was a someone had just passed and his family came out and hugged me. Oh, shit. And said, thank you. And, oh. yeah, that, that really hit. Just tears you apart. Yeah. Oh. So, but, you know, that's, that's part of the job too. Is that the hardest yeah. part of the job? Some days, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some days it is, yep. yeah. But some days it's a privilege just to experience that as well. Yeah, privilege is probably the word I was looking for. Yeah. For you feel privileged to be like in good health and that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it makes sure you look after yourself too. Definitely. Yeah, because you see all that. That's you know, that's why I try to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, where yeah. do you see nursing take you? Like, is there somewhere that you think that or you think that you're at a moment? I'm probably pretty comfortable where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still more to learn. Yep. There's still more to, you know, where I can do there. But, yeah, because, um, but, yeah, I'm, I don't have a need to, at the moment, to go out and find something new. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good where I am. I enjoy going to work every day. Yep, cool. Yeah, I enjoy coming home too, but. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's um let's move on to some of these questions which I didn't send you, but I know you listened. So yeah, you you, you I hope you've had a bit of think about them. Uh, months ago, okay. <laughs> <laughs> months ago. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> uh, what's something that people would be surprised to know about you? Uh, that that I know how to knit and spin wool, or yeah. which that goes with the farming sort yeah, of side I knew, of it. I knew or, that already, yeah. 
that I won an Australian title in athletics. Yeah, I think people would be surprised to know. What was that in? It was actually long jump. Oh, wow. And it was when I was 42 in my age group. Hey. Yeah, okay. so I did... How many in your age group? Oh, quite a few. Okay, that's right. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah two. So, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, my kids did a little athletics. Yep, here in Ballarat. How good was? Is it still going? Yeah, it used yeah. to be the best. I used to. Oh. I, I always wanted to do a little athletics as a kid. Loved it. Never got the opportunity. I did athletics at school. Yep. Um, and I used to travel to Geelong from Colac, and I did Victorian countries under 15s. I think it was. Yep. Yeah, won a few medals there, and then. Didn't do any more until, oh, the, the once the kids started, yep. um, they got sort of. I started running a bit with them and that, and just loved it. Yep. Um, and they started doing the senior ones, and so well, I can do that too. So I started here in Ballarat, mm-hmm. ran with Eureka. Yep. Um, did state titles, did national titles a few times, won medals at both awesome so, yeah. was that down in Melbourne uh, the state ones are in Melbourne yeah like at um, yeah. Mamie uh, Park uh, Albert Park and be- the one before that where Collingwood bloody yeah, took yeah, over yeah yeah I've been there yeah, they took over and moved it to Albert Park I remember so the first state titles was there at that one um, yeah, want to hear a story Park. about that, that was, was in the, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I did it when I was so little ass did like a carnival in Horsham, I remember. Mm. Made it through Be to... Be a regional. Yeah, yeah, like a regional thing. Then went to, um, yeah, there. The States. States yeah. for shop put 70 metres discus and I think it was 100. Yeah. And I just remember the discus. So embarrassing. They had... So normally you would throw from the first circle. So mm. you got one circle. These had the two circles. Yeah. 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 So a little bit further yeah. back. Psyched me out. So I yep. threw three discs straight into the fence. <laughs> All the way to Melbourne for nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Zero. Yeah, good days, bad days. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. So, but there, I've been... So, it was... F- when I started uni, I think I stopped competing, but I had calf problems too. Several mm. injuries, one after the other. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I remember it was a Victorian Country Championships here in Ballarat, start of the 400 metres. Yep, pushed out of the blocks and just went bang. Bang, snap. Yeah. So I haven't re- actually competed since then. Yep. Yeah. There's an intention of going back to do it. Ooh. Okay. It's always in the back of the head there. Yep. It's just you know going through uni, starting work, COVID, Tard. all that. What would that be? Masters Game. then? Would they? What's, oh what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do um, do masters, which is what I was doing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So hmm. yeah. So okay. doing that. What are you most afraid of? Used to be heights, and then I jumped out of an aeroplane. Fix that. Do you reckon I fixed it? No, I was going to say there's no chance. You still get a bit giddy when yeah. you look down. Yeah, <laughs> but that was more about conquering fear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Plus, you know, my daughter brought it for me. I don't know whether she wanted me to fall out or <laughs> jump <right>. out. Fine. <laughs> um, fear of failure, like I said before. Yeah. Fear of not being good enough has for, been a big for yourself thing. Yourself or for who? being seen as not being good enough by other people do you yeah. care a lot about what people think too much yeah yeah mm. yeah okay we all do a bit um, but I think most people do yeah you get to a point though where it's sort of 
past you, it. You probably notice when, like, when I look at like my nan and that, it's just they lose all their filter. They've been here for yeah. so long that they think, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah." The so older you get, the older less get, that filter yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, I think it wears Definitely. away. <laughs> I just think people, some people work it yeah. out a little bit sooner. And it's than a case of I just do what what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's fun to watch the older older people. Older people, there would be have some stories in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> um, what's something that someone has said to you in your life that has never left you? This might be a good one for you. Might have had a patient, might have said something. No, actually, the one for this comes from my dad. Oh, okay. okay. When he said it to me, I was 17, and I thought it was an insult. Okay. As I got older, I thought, actually, that's pretty clever. Yeah. He just said to me, you'll learn a lot more by listening than you will by talking. It's very true. It's very true, but as a seventeen-year-old, I was—you just want me to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. All, yeah. Okay. I like that one a lot. Too. Yeah. So, and I also—I don't know where I found it, but when I was at uni, I had a saying written up on the wall in front of me. So, and it was, "You'll never make a difference by doing the same as everyone else." Mm-hmm. So it was sort of that was my motto, getting through uni, yeah. and doing that. Yeah. I don't know where I saw it. You know, it could have came off bloody Facebook or something. But for the time, it worked. It's your yeah. Instagram buyer right now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any mentors or people you really look up to? Could be around town. Could be out, oh. yeah, out in the big wide world. Oh. This is where I'm supposed to mention Emma Dooley, isn't it? No, <laughs> Dooley. Sorry, I'm gonna cut this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you're going to say or no? No, um, I'm not really sure. It's sort of this is the one I've always had trouble finding an answer for. You know, there's a few people close to me that yeah, I yeah, respect. Have a mentor, you yeah, just... not really a mentor, but there's sort of there's a there's a couple of people at work. Yep. Who the way they go about their job really. I've been inspired by mm-hmm. yeah. Um, a couple of nurses who have been around for a long time one in particular um, it's uh, it, well Kim she'll know, who, she'll know who she is yep um, <laughs> Kim of course she she'll know who she is yeah, of course she, she will well I won't say her surname yeah I can't <laughs> yeah. Um, as a student I worked with her as a student when I was on placement there, mm-hmm. and she's pretty much responsible for me going into oncology. The way she did her job um, really inspired me to to do that. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah, uh, and I get to work with her now. Bless you, Kim. So, shout out to you. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, she's got some good angels. Okay, good angels. Yeah. Are you into like? Are you into crystals and stones and shit? Really, like but it's moons. interesting. Oh, okay. It's interesting, oh, but not f- really. You know. Yeah, actually, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. you we should know this, maybe. Well, emergency will know this. Um, the people that talk about like, there's a lot of people talk about charging their crystals and things like that, and mm-hmm. your moon water and that. So there's a full moon the other night. Mm-hmm. Your know moon water is, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is is it a myth that in full moons there's more always more cases in ED I've never really looked at the actual figures okay please get the logistics for me because everyone tells me it often feels like it okay yeah anecdotally Um, speaking guys that's anecdotally very much anecdotally Um, even you know if you've got dementia patients and that they tend to be more active 
That's a fucking load of shit. You're lying to me. (laughs) Sometimes um, it's not all the time. Yeah, and it's not all patience or things like that. But you know, there is there's enough anecdotal evidence of and you know nurses talking to nurses. Yeah, okay. That it does happen. Right. So, but reach out, nurses. I want to hear. Yeah. Comment below. So yeah, some of the big emergency departments will probably have figures on it. Yeah, I would love to see the actual figures. I yeah. want to see statistics. They would, yeah. yeah. They'd be figures. So it's just like, you know, Friday, Saturday nights are busy. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. Um, except during COVID, Saturday nights became very quiet. What, because everyone just wanted to be home? There was no party playing football. Oh, yeah, of course. I was in probably seven weeks ago eight weeks ago with yeah. your brother I broke his jaw yeah and it was all footy players there, yeah, all footy players footy netball players yeah. you know and then they go out and have a few celebratory drinks afterwards and yep. you know cause more problems come back come <laughs> so, back so yeah that was one of the things over COVID Would've was when footy and that was not happening mm-hmm. there was a lot less of those sort of injuries and that happening so, certainly yeah uh, who do you want to see on the podcast next uh, I was thinking about this one and I thought actually it's going to my athletic side. Yeah, go on. Yep. Um, Rod Griffin. Do I know Griffith. Rob? What do I know? He trained um, Stuart McSwain when he was younger. I um, he's, So he does a lot of coaching. Yep. Um, what's his name? Birmingham. Um, there was a runner as well. He trained him. Don't uh, I only represented Australia, so oh, I'm not real good with these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, Rod's done a lot of coaching. Got a quite a yeah. He'd be quite interesting. He's okay. gone overseas coaching Australian junior teams and things like that. Cool. How old is he? Yeah. Older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he might be sixty seventies now. Cool. Um, sorry, Rod, if you're not fifty, <laughs> 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 mate. No, he's older. Okay, cool. Yeah, but Rod, no, he'd be. Uh, Interesting. Yep. Yeah, he'd have a few things to talk about. Anyone else? Yeah. Don't know. You you should get Skoda on. Skoda, Skoda, won't come on. Who's <laughs> 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 Skoda? Um, <laughs> awesome. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Dave? Oh, not really. No. I suppose no. Appreciate your time. Yeah, come and train at Iron Oak. Oh yeah, well, yeah you can we throw have, that in if you want. Come yeah. in at the Oak. Yeah, why yeah. not? Bless you. So. Yeah, also awesome. been there from the start. Even you have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dave, actually, yeah. Um, I don't think we ever said that. Um, I've been training Dave, and um, he's friend for a while, and uh, he started actually. It was at Snap back in the day too with Scotty. Mm. And if you listen to the previous episode of this, Harley, my business partner, actually talked about it, saying that he used to give all the clients to Scotty. Mm. Um, so they used to be with and Scotty not and not me because we had a little bit of debacle. And um, we were one of that lot. And you, yeah, they were one of that lot. Because <laughs> we did the eight-week challenge is what we started with. Was it the eight-week challenge? Yeah. Actually, we, I reckon I remember those photos. Yeah, we started the eight-week challenge yeah. at Snap and then went was training with Scott. And Scotty left. And then he, he left. That's, yeah. We looked about going with him, actually. We went out to D2E and had a look. Didn't like it. Too big a gym. Too far away. Oh, yeah. We're all yep. over this side. Yeah, I was living in Dufton Street, around the corner from Snap. Do you, do you remember why you came to me then, or was there who else was there? I can't remember. It was you? Harley was still there. I think it was Renee. I think, I'm not sure. Renee is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah, I think we asked Scott. 
Yeah, right. Who? We'd, who'd be good? Yep. And, yeah, he said you'd be all right. I was probably straight as an arrow back then too, was I? I can't remember. No, you're full of shit still. Was I? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we'd, and we'd been watching you train people too. Okay, yep. Yeah, so yeah, right. we knew who you were and what you were doing yeah, as well. Yeah, he didn't so. know what I was really doing. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, beautiful. Thanks for your time. No worries. Appreciate that. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.